0: Intend to rest on our laurels after my reelection. As my deputy chief county executive Jerry Poisson put it, the next four years we are operating on the assumption that our best accomplishments lay before us.
1: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and that of course was L. Brooks Patterson, the Oakland County Executive, who delivered his state of the county speech last night. Elbrooks Patterson says the county is strong and getting stronger. Uh, Although Patterson's speech outlined at times in meticulous detail, many of Oakland County's recent accomplishments – It's what he didn't say in the speech that might be most noteworthy. We asked WDET listeners to send us questions they hoped he would address in the speech. He didn't talk much about Oakland County's relationship with Detroit and the region. He didn't talk about mass transit or any of the topics they hoped to hear about. These listeners who sent in questions. Fortunately, though, Brooks Patterson joins us now to talk about the speech and hopefully answer some of those questions. Al Brooks Patterson, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, uh, let's start with your sort of overview of of the speech you gave last night and the state of the county. What you're sort of looking forward to, not just in 2017, but in the next four years. You won re-election uh, in November. Uh, give us give us a, a thirty thousand uh, foot view of what's going on in Oakland County.
0: Uh, sure. The um, speech was about fifty minutes, and I put in as much as I dared. And uh, <clears throat> I heard your intro. There were some things we didn't have time to talk about, but certainly it was not uh, uh, something of oversight. We just had a matter of time to control. <laughs> right. Um, the uh, next four years are, uh, we think, our growth years for the county. Uh, we're still not quite back from the uh, recession in 2009. Our property values are still less than they were back then, but. They're coming back strong, Um in fact, we're moving back so quickly that we probably triggered the Hedley Amendment, we'll have to do a, a rollback on our rates, probably 2018, um, in and in a military rate, that is, and so that'll cost us a couple of dollars, but the, the good news is we got just a lot of economic development, I spent a fair amount of time in the city of Pontiac, everybody's looking at the church and all the things happening there, <laughs> and that's good, <laughs> and uh, the um, so uh, what's happening there is exciting, I and mean, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I really am, because, frankly, the stronger Detroit is, the easier it is for me to recruit business into my county. <laughs> a lot of people saw Detroit as a hurdle. Right. And uh, I always often said, if I was the county exec for uh, rural San Francisco or Denver or Chicago, I could use my core city as an attraction. Uh, that wasn't always possible up until now. Now it's starting to have some, some real uh, revitalization. But I spent time talking about, look, we don't have to look, try, look what's going on in Pontiac. So I began to detail five or six major multi-million dollar projects that are happening as we speak. Uh, you know, um, the Mad uh, Dog Technology uh, is out in uh, downtown Pontiac. We have a huge underground fiber network that supports technology companies. And uh, Carmanis uh, was at the speech last night, and we talked about what he's doing there, and he brought in, I think, 60-some jobs with a. Opportunity for maybe another 66. Uh, we talked about, um, oh, the Strand Theater, which sat vacant for the last 20 years, is now the Flagstar, uh Strand, and uh, undergone a $20 million uh, upgrade, and uh, it's really, really nice. And they intend on giving some of the you know, theaters like uh, uh, the gym and, and even the Fox matter, uh, run for the money, although the seating is 900, so it's not on the level of some of these major uh, venues in Detroit. Sure. Um, then we have uh, Slow's Barbecue, and right in next door to the Strand. and Then uh, you know we have the M1 Concourse. Now, I will say that's unique. Uh, in Michigan, it's uh, about a 300-and-some-acre parcel of an old General motors, motors property at Woodward and South Boulevard. Uh, if you haven't seen it, TV you have to take a look at it. it it's 250 that I call car condos. So people want to display their cars. I have me, you know, and be right next door to another car enthusiast. Yeah, I've uh,
1: heard. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this this place. I mean, I have not been out there to see it, but I, I, you won't
0: I, believe it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've
1: that's really it, something.
0: I watched it go up, and until I pulled in, oh, maybe a month ago for some event, I had no idea how massive this thing is. And they still haven't finished. They're still doing some of the luxury suites, uh, and that's uh, about an eighty million dollar investment. I mean, things are happening in Pine, so I spent time on that, and the mayor was there, and she was delighted. Uh, she came up and said, well, thank you, Brooks. I've never heard it explained quite that way, but uh, then we talked about, oh, the big, I let off with the big one I thought was really exciting, was the proton uh, therapy center, it's, it's the proton beam uh, that uh, Beaumont and Marloque has brought in. <laughs> Listen to this. The gantry alone was 100 tons. Wow. Now that the gantry holds everything together, yeah. uh, they brought it up. They shipped it from Belgium 4,100 4, miles uh, to the port of Cleveland, and then they brought it up by a truck that had 19 axles. <laughs> That's how big this thing is. Wow. And wow. Uh, they've installed it, and they're going to start doing proton beam therapy probably uh, in the next uh, 60 days. And what that is, is a direct proton beam, almost it, it, it's so fine that you can Go in and, and start to peel back a tumor a cancerous tumor and not damage the surrounding tissue
1: sure and
0: sure. i was talking to the fellow who's who's involved in the oncology there and he says uh, we're already getting you know doctors referring us uh, patients for the first treatment so it, it's a big hit and that was about a uh 40 million dollar deal but uh it's going to put uh i think health care in oakland county on the map so but it was all good news and people left there last night feeling uh, very good about uh where
1: we are and where we're headed. Yeah, uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us. My guest is L. Brooks Patterson, County Executive of Oakland County. He delivered his State of the County speech last night. We're talking about the speech, talking about Oakland County, what's ahead for it in 2017 and the next four years as uh, Brooks Patterson serves out what he says will be his final term as County Executive. Uh, if you got questions for Brooks, give us a call. 313 577 is the number. That's 313 1019 You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your questions there. Or uh, go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Work your questions into the conversation here. Uh, Brooks, we did get some questions from folks uh, uh, yesterday about, uh, about Oakland County, about subjects that they thought you would talk about. One of them is from uh, Megan Owens, uh, who wants to know... Um, uh, about transit. Uh, yeah, what, I know uh, Megan and she is yeah, with the, Yeah, TRU she works transit with TRU, United. sure. And, um, w- w- I, she has a specific question. I think it's a good one. What is it that you want to see from a regional transit millage? And you and I have had this conversation before. You're in favor of uh, the RTA. You didn't like the the plan that they put together or the, the structure of the, 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 well, the, the taxes. the first time
0: we balked at it was... Uh, the, the transportation plan actually ended at M59. Right. I got 450,000 residents north of that that they were going to be paying taxes uh, and not get any service at all. And, uh, of course, I was going to balk at that. I think the amount of money they were going to pay over the 20-year life of the bond was something like $700 million. And uh, that just was completely unfair, I thought. So they went back and drafted you know a, a new draft and brought some service out into the north part of the county that really was there, uh, left out of the first plan. And at that point in time, you know, I, I Oaken I think turned it down, but not, but not that much. It was really a, a, it was close. Thin, yeah. yeah, very thin margin. But Macomb jumped all over it and, and yeah. lost by I don't know, so 40 so. What of, would what
1: would uh, what would a, uh, a proposal look like that would get well, your support?
0: Yeah, it would uh, have to be a regional plan that. I treated everybody, if we're going to be taxed, we want some service. And I don't think that's an unfair request. And uh, we're willing to pay our share. We always have. Uh, Personally, I have led the fight for the smart millage three times. Uh, Came out for it way back when and then for the renewal and for the renewal. Uh, So I'm clearly not opposed to uh, a regional transit program. But um, the the service has to be fairly implemented across uh, uh, the tri-county. And and I'm not a big fan of light rail, and for one reason, it's it's just a rigid point A to point B. You can't deviate. So I really favor uh, a a flexible uh, bus uh, transit plan that can move in and out of neighborhoods, in and out of business districts. And right now, see, we have as much traffic east-west as we do north-south. So so that's all changed over the last 20 years, 25 years. So we have to adopt plans that are flexible enough to pick up on those subtle
1: changes. So, so if they were to come back, say in two years, with a better plan from your perspective, uh, you're open then to to yes, to, to the yes, conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh Gary from uh oh, I, I, he doesn't say where he's from actually. Uh, he has an interesting question about Oakland University. He says it ranks dead last among the 15 state colleges and universities in appropriation funding per student. Something I didn't I didn't know. Uh what what effect does that have on Oakland County? Is there anything that that you can do uh to change that? Well
0: not really it's beyond the, the authority of a county exact. That's a state to funded issue uh funding issue but um uh what contending to grow they're pushing 22,000 now and uh they're almost uh you know about stripped uh, the housing and and uh, so if, if we are dead last i didn't know that's that stat either yeah. uh if we are dead last it's affecting uh, the students who uh, who are coming there and now with the new medical school uh they really i think have a uh, an excellent uh of uh Courses from, from you know the computer technology to uh, engineering, which of course uh, the jobs so of the 21st century, which I get very closely and OU revised, it. So uh, I, I was unaware that they were in that last 15 yeah. out of 15. Yeah,
1: 15 I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll have to look that up. Yeah. But uh, it certainly hasn't hurt the no enrollment.
1: Okay, uh, let's go to Joanne in Detroit. Joanne, welcome to Detroit today.
0: Yes, thank you for taking my call. I just uh, would like to know what Mr. Patterson thinks about uh, medical marijuana, the voter-approved initiative, and the opportunity to raise revenue from that initiative.
1: Uh, Brooks, that's a great question. We also had a question yesterday about uh, this this issue. You know, uh, most of those businesses are south of 8 Mile. Uh, They're in Detroit uh, why is not? Why is Oakland County not uh, not welcoming those businesses a little more?
0: Well, I don't think the the clinics or what do you want to call them opened up in an abandoned gas station is hardly what the public had in mind when they thought that medical marijuana. Uh, I think they had the same idea be, uh, to be authorized and dispensed by a pharmacist in a white coat. Yeah, you know, but they go into a gas station and, and say, Hey, you know, they got it. I got a bad elbow. I need my medical marijuana, which is really what began to happen. Um, I guess you got to go back to my prosecutor days. Okay? I was prosecuting attorney from 72 to uh, 88, and I always found marijuana itself, and not medical marijuana. Marijuana itself is a hallucinogenic drug. The active ingredient is tetrahydrocannabinol. that's THC. Sure. Everybody knows THC is a mind-expanding, mind-altering drug. Um, so to come along with medical marijuana, uh, I recovered. I didn't vote for it. But I really think people thought it would be controlled. Uh the authorizing legislation which is done by referendum was sloppy. It lacked detail and uh they're going to go back now and, and uh, back to the drawing board uh and try to come up with something that, you know, a little more sense to
1: it. So so uh, so the idea of tax revenue though from uh these clinics doesn't doesn't somehow uh, over you know, I, overtake those concerns for you.
0: you no, know, I just when it comes to things like that uh, i I just tend to think that taxes is yeah, we'd love to have the revenue, I guess a lot it picks up I don't know what a hundred billion or something like that um so it'd be important sure. but do we have any social consequences that the taxes just don't offset? Uh, I just think the introduction of another drug <laughs> uh, to keep you know pace with alcohol and tobacco is not the last thing we need um uh, but that goes back to my days as Trotsky. Um, if, and I, I was told, you know, that, uh, I've got, uh, some issues with, uh, my, uh, um, uh, cholesterol, I think it was, and, uh, the, the um, medical marijuana, you know, could in fact be useful. So, uh, I'm, I'm not ruling it out as a valid argument, but I just think we ought to have a better reason than revenue, otherwise. We can legalize prostitution. My yeah. revenue there. We can legalize oh, yeah. heroin. My revenue. Little, that's then. a little different, but revenue I, well, I know where you're going. Revenue ought not be uh, <laughs> the guiding principle. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, Brooks Patterson. I know you have uh, you have to run, uh, but I want to thank you very much for joining us here on Detroit Today. Hey,
0: my pleasure,
1: Steve. Absolutely. We'll have you back soon. Sure. All right. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about government support many people don't take advantage of in Detroit the Earned Income Tax Credit for Working Poor Families. We're also going to have a larger conversation about the role that government plays in anti poverty efforts. Stay with us on Detroit Today.